0: From the Gothic Quarter, this is the Rorschach Spain update from the 23rd of March, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. This week begins the big old debate about Box's second motion of no confidence against Spanish president leader of the Spanish Socialist Workers Party, or PSOE, Pedro Sanchez. After the first one flopped in 2020, it all started on Tuesday the 21st when Vox leader Santiago Abascal presented the vote of no confidence with Professor Ramón Tamames, an independent candidate, to Congress. If the vote had gone through, Tamames' first job as president would have been to call for a general election alongside local ones in May. Motion was rejected on Wednesday the 22nd with an overwhelming majority of 205 to 53 while well, 91 members of the Partido Popular, or PP, abstained from voting, uh, quoting, out of respect for Tamames and the Spanish people. Political observers have noticed that passing no-confidence votes in Spanish politics is pretty tough. Still, they can force a political party into the spotlight, which could be exactly what Vox was trying to do leading up to the local and general elections. Still, it could have backfired as the PSOE expressed delight over the motion, saying it has exposed the Pepe and Vox, and enforced the coalition's unity. Speaking of the executive, ever-colorful Yolanda Diaz, the second deputy prime minister and minister of labor and social economy, is making waves this week in Spanish media as she announced she will declare her candidacy for the general elections on the 2nd of April once the debate of no confidence is finished. This announcement has not come as a surprise as she began building her political electoral platform, SUMAR, which is UNITE in English, in May last year, presumably to back her candidacy. Some describe the Sumat initiative as a progressive approach to politics. Diaz, along with mostly female led politicians, want to build a citizen project that they say will listen to the voices of the people of Spain. However, not all parties are aligned with Yolanda Diaz and they have reacted positive or, or have reacted positively to her candidacy announcement, the far left of the Pesoic coalition United We Can and the Communist Party of Spain have all had different reactions. One thing's for sure, Diaz is set to stir up politics in the next general election. Moving to the Conservative Party, leading up to the local elections, political parties in Spain are going full speed ahead to win as many local seats as possible. In an interview with news outlet 20 Minutos, the leader of the opposition party, or Pepe Alberto Nunez Feijó, has expressed concern over the central government's handling of it allegedly important issues. When asked about repealing or amending current controversial laws, Feijos said that his party, were if they were to be elected for governance in the general elections, they would look into some of the most tested laws that has divided societies like the law on democratic memory, which he said is more about forgetting the past, and the animal welfare law, which he describes as confusing and unsatisfactory. Uh-huh. According to the latest election result uh, trend, result polls the Pepe is more favorable by just over 30% in March 2023. When May last year they were at 26%. As the central government battles one controversy after another, and there's the vote of no confidence. Carrying on with relations of sorts, Ana Rosa Quintana Broadcasting Company Media Set and the director of the Ana Rosa program have won two-year battle over a complaint filed by Pablo Iglesias, former second deputy prime minister. To give some context, the Ana Rosa program led by TV, TV personality and Spanish journalist Ana Rosa Quintana is a talk show that addresses current affairs through interviews, investigations, and talk pieces, leading us to the complaint filed by Iglesias as two years ago on the program he was accused by the presenter of improper management of care residencies during the pandemic. As a result of the complaint, the judge found that Ana Rosa and Mediaset were not in the wrong for expressing their opinion, as they were simply based their point of view on government information that was given at the time. Since the judge ruled in the channel's favor, Ana Rosa set the record straight on her show once more, while Iglesias responded to interviewers saying that the ruling was unjust and information had been manipulated. Even if you're not in a care residency, 2023 has been Bumpy for health centers across Spain, mostly because of problems with pay, working conditions, and understaffing. While some regions are challenging proposals, organizing protests, and strikes, five health unions in Valencia have signed a deal with the Valencian Health Ministry to improve working conditions and reduce hours in the working week. Just before planned protests on the 29th of March and strikes on the 3rd of April, with this package of agreed measures, family doctors will have a maximum of 35 patients and 25 in pediatrics per day and 35-hour working week that covers doctors, nurses, and other health staff across the community of Valencia. Most of these measures will be introduced by May, but working week hours won't be in place until 2025. However, the main union representing regional doctors, the CESMCV, has not approved the package. It says it's an electoral gimmick out of the May local elections and said the measures are vague and confusing. So, as it stands, members of the CESMCV will still strike an April. While the CESMCV brace themselves for their upcoming strike, Sevilla Football Club is also back in the news for its own bumpy transition. This time, it's the current coach's turn to be fired. Jorge Sampaoli, who took over the reins from Julian Lopetegui only, uh, only five months ago. Despite a positive start in improvements, the Sevilla board of directors is supposedly fed up with Sampaoli and his defensive and uncoordinated approach. Sevilla players have also said they have sometimes questioned his decisions. Sampaoli is likely to be replaced by Jose Luis Mendilibar, as negotiations are underway in the remaining 12 days of La Liga League. Meanwhile, Sampaoli will begin arranging his settlement. From football to Russia, as news outlet El Periodico investigates ties between a Barcelona based holding business and a group within the Russian military. According to reports, the Galvadi Group, which has a warehouse just outside Barcelona and headquarters throughout Europe, Asia, and Russia, it has supplied the Russian army with materials, socks, gloves, and thermal insoles for boots and mats for the Russian military. They are also accused of profiting through their holding business from companies involved in the war. Among its clients are Russian military industrial companies, some of which have been sanctioned by the EU and the United States, like gun manufacturer Kalashnikov Concern. The topic of the war, Sanchez will be traveling to China next week to meet Chinese President Xi Jinping. His visit takes place just after Xi went to the Kremlin to meet Putin. For its part, China has presided presented a so-called peace initiative to end the war in Ukraine. However, the visit was more about economic and energy ties between the two giants and Putin kissing Xi's ass. Leading up to Semana Santa, or Holy Week from the 2nd to the 9th of April, a recent article by news outlet El Diario has raised concerns over the fate of the Spanish Catholic Church. According to recent anonymous investigations into Spanish seminaries by the Vatican, in the course of 2023, around 900 men are st- studying in these schools of theology across Spain, which in two decades have slowly increased from just over 1,500 per course to just over 900 sorry, decrease to just over 900, representing about a 40% decrease. So eventually, the Spanish church could be left with a lack of priests, and the only priests left could be those opposed to the reforms of the pope, as the investigation discovered that most of these seminary schools were founded by bishops closely related to the most conservative wing of the Spanish church, leaving those who want to defend the so-called cultural values that they believe the pope is neglected. Let's go back in history as more than 100 prehistoric engravings dating back to the Chocolithic Bronze Age have been discovered in Febro, Tarragona. The exploration, which started in May 2021, has been described as exceptional as more and more engravings have been found creating an underground art gallery. Archaeologists describe it as a prehistoric archaeology moment. Since the discovery, the regional government has closed public access to the Cova de la Vila. Where the engravings were found designated the area as a cultural asset. And that's it for this week. If you don't know, Rorschach has a newsletter on Substack, so check it out. It's rare, comes out very infrequently, so you won't be flooded with emails, but it'll tell you a bit about what is motivating all of this that you're listening to. Link in the show notes. Tell us your hopes and dreams at Spain at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.